0: to Women & Music by Gold Hand Girls, and we are your hosts, Alexa Ace and Michaela Chandler. Thank you so much for listening in today. We are so excited for this episode because not only is it our first podcast episode, but it's our guest's first podcast as well. During this conversation, we're going to be talking about some real shit, the real the raw and the rebellious our guest is none other than the punk pop goddess herself Sizzy Rocket we dive into the untold stories about tunes shrooms
1: and sex with someone who has an immense amount of talent and a DIY rebel attitude she's paving the way and breaking boundaries and stigmas without further ado Sizzy Rocket
0: Sizzy, Hi. We're doing the damn thing. Yeah we are. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly we want to know like we want to kind of just like start from the very beginning. Uh, Tell us about yourself. Uh, What's your story? What's the Sizzy story?
2: Um, I grew up in Vegas. I started performing uh, when I was seven like at outlet malls in Vegas (laughs) Um, and sort of fell in love with music and discovered like garage rock in my teens and right before I moved to New York um when I was 17 I read this book called Please Kill Me um and it's sort of like a oral history of punk from like Iggy Pop and Patti Smith and um David Bowie and that's when I learned about Ziggy Stardust and that's when I was sort of like all right I'm Fizzy Rocket like I want to be like a punk icon um (laughs) yeah so I moved to New York um went to NYU for a little bit but was not really like that great of a student which is funny because I was valedictorian in high school um and then moved to New York and was like I'm punk now like I'm never going to class and I'm gonna like book all my own shows um and just like be in the world like I really wanted to just do it So I I made my first EP called Thirty Thousand Feet. Somehow it found its way to Universal Publishing, which is um, when I started like writing songs for other artists. Um, And that's when it really started. Like I started flying back and forth from LA and New York and doing sessions and just really like um, developing my style
0: and who I am today. I guess love that. So, did you move to New York solely to go to Clive Davis's School of Music? Yeah, I mean, it
2: was fun. I've, I've always been drawn to New York, like, since I was a little girl. I have been obsessed with Andy Warhol and just, like, the whole aesthetic of, like, 1970s. Like, you know, I always just thought it was so cool and so alive, and I've always been, like, a little artsy, you know, little things. Were your parents artsy? um yeah my mom is an actress actually oh
0: that is cool um
2: <laughs> yeah my dad is a life coach so he like doesn't really get it but um <laughs> dad <laughs> he's supportive like he supports but he's like all right like didn't need to see that you know
1: <laughs> do your parents watch your stuff and listen to your music yeah they do do you ever yeah. get, like, nervous? Because there's some stuff that I'm, like, scrolling through my pictures showing my mom, and I'm like, hold on, not that <laughs> picture.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, my last video, the Smells Like Sex video, which is, like, a sex tape, essentially, um, was, like, I thought about it. I was like, damn, I hope that <laughs> they don't.
0: Like, I'm not going to send them this one. Yeah, but you're still going to be you and put that shit out. (sighs) Yes. Yeah, of course. And during quarantine. Yeah, there's no
2: shame. There's no shame at all. It's more like shyness for my parents. And it's
0: it's fucking art, too. It It is. is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Even Sex video is art.
2: Yeah, it is. (laughs) Oh, my God, I know. I made like a whole art video, uh, which was like a collage of sex tapes, basically. It's on YouTube like really weird and artsy
0: i guess i love it i love it we saw your video and we are so good for it and that's one of the reasons why we really wanted to bring you on today to women in music because you you really represent that unapologetic rebellious just you have the vibe that that we understand and that we want to that we want to keep putting out there that um You know, that women just can be whoever the fuck they want to be. And you were just, you do that, man. Like, you do it so well, too. And you
1: do it unapologetically. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Oh, my gosh. So how did you get connected to Universal?
2: Um, Well, I was working with uh, these producers in L.A. And we were sort of, like, developing this Sizzy Rocket you know, project like sonically and visually, and um, they were sort of connected in that world and started um, just sending my demos around. And it, you know, that's kind of how it like happens, I guess. Like you start sending music out, and it just ends up in the inbox of whoever. And then, yeah.
0: I think that first step is just sending music out because people. People get so scared just to even, you know, yeah. give their EP, put their EP in the hands of someone rather than just, I mean, sending it out everywhere. I, I right. love and respect yeah. that so much. Um, yeah. I mean, rejection is scary. It, is. You know? it happens. And I think yeah. you can oh, learn yeah, from rejection. Yeah. I, yeah totally. I, I definitely have. And that's kind of what started Goldhand. Honestly, it's not, not like necessarily straight rejection, but it was the lack of opportunity for women in the music industry that did, yes. you know, have a mouth on, on themselves and that wasn't afraid to be themselves. I
2: was gonna say, I love that you said earlier, like, we understand you. Like yeah. that is just like music to my ears. Like it's not often that like powerful women are like understood, you know? So thank you for, the, thank you for creating this platform.
0: Your success began to quickly evolve. We're so interested to know how you got on America's Got Talent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just it's so oh, my it's so gosh. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, yeah, it's my career has been such a crazy like journey. It's it never goes like how you think it's gonna go. But um I'm grateful for opportunities like America's Got Talent. I mean, my mom also like managed my career when I was Um, younger. Momager. Um, Momager, totally. (laughs) Shout out Valerie. (laughs) Shout out Val. (laughs) Um, But she was always sort of looking uh, for opportunities for me. I feel like she like taught me how to hustle like that. Just like keep your eyes open, like say yes to everything. Like you never know what's going to happen.
1: I love that you said that your mom taught you how to hustle. That is something that Alexa and I relate to so much because our moms taught us how to hustle and we are so appreciative of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. She found that opportunity. I don't know if it was like in the newspaper or like (laughs) something like that, but I went in to audition for the producers because, you know, they have those like pre-auditions and they selected me for the show and I was like, no, I didn't want to do it. I was like, fuck this like reality tv like this is not my shit but you know my mom was like just try it so I went in and it was actually like the taped audition I thought it was gonna be like another audition like just for producers in like a small room but it was like the one where they like x you like it was like the full oh,
1: thing no oh.
2: so <laughs> I was like oh my god but I ended up having like fun with it you know I was just like whatever like I'm mean no matter what situation I'm in and I'm just gonna have fun so I made it to the semi-final <laughs> um and then got uh voted off or whatever even though the producers told me like after they were like you didn't actually get voted off I wasn't like contra- I, I wasn't like controversial enough, basically.
1: And now your whole career is just like. I feel like you're a head
0: turner. <laughs> like you post something yeah. and people are like, "What was that? Let me yeah. go back." Do you think that America's Got Talent opened any doors for you? Do, I do you mean, you had those doors open,
2: even if it didn't open like obvious doors for me, I feel like I learned how to like sing on TV. Like I had never done that before. Like I learned how to like. You know, just be on camera, go through, like, interviews, like, be patient on set. Like, I feel like when you look at any opportunity that you're like, oh, that was wild or, like, didn't fit in my life. Like, you actually learned so much from it that you wouldn't think.
0: Yeah, I agree. We are really curious and something that we want to know a lot about <laughs> is your rebellion, man. Like, we love how <laughs> punk ass you are and you own Thank it. Thank you. I remember listening to your record girl and hearing Sid Vicious and just having goosebumps because that mm. Sid Vicious, I mean, I was born and raised in rock and roll. Born and yes. raised. So <laughs> can you walk us through that? Um, yeah. I mean,
2: I guess I am like a little rebel. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've always been that way, but it also came from like uh just having people constantly tell me from the beginning of my career that, you know, like what I want, what I should look like, uh, who I should be. And I just like, you get so sick of it that you're just like, fuck this. I'm just, I'm just really going to do this on my own. Like, I don't know. I just sort of reached a point where at the top of 2019 which is uh, the year girl came out I was just like you know what I'm so sick of being at the mercy of like these older men who don't understand me who are running shit like I don't even care about the things they care about which is like you know numbers and looks and just very superficial things and I just felt so much passion I almost like couldn't contain it in my body I literally was like I'm firing everyone and I'm just going to go make this record and this tour happen. Like no matter what. Um, so I did that. I, I literally remember hanging up the phone and being like alone in my apartment. I had just like moved into a studio also. It was my first time living alone. It is. I still live in the studio. Um, but, uh, I was just like, wow, I feel so alone, but like liberated. I know I liberated. I know that I can do this and that's, How I Make Girl. Um, Sid Vicious is a song that I've had for a few years now. It's about, I mean, this is like a whole story. (laughs) (laughs) um, It's about this guy that I met uh, in 2016. I was still living in New York and we were like set up in a session together. Um, He was from Australia and uh, he was there for like the weekend or whatever. So we had all three days together. And we sort of just, like, like, I saw him, and I was, like, oh, fuck. Like, god damn it. You know? (laughs) Uh, And uh, after the session, we, like, went out, and he was, like, do you, like, feel this? And I was, like, oh, god. Like, here we go. So we ended up having this, like, crazy three-day, like, crazy, just, like, love affair. Like, out of a movie. Um, And we ended that weekend by, like, going out to this little club until like <laughs> it sounds so cheesy but like literally we were like the only people dancing at like 4 a.m and they turned the lights on and he like looked at me and he was like i'm never gonna forget you or this and he like got in a cab and like went to the airport and like lives in australia and he reminded me of sid vicious so have you seen i wrote that out- i have oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have a boyfriend now who I'm, like, super in love with, um, but I, I saw him again in 2018, um, and that was it. Like, sometimes, you know, I just have these, like, muses that pop up, and, like, I feel like that's their purpose in my life, and then,
0: you know, it's it's over, and it's beautiful. It is, and so. I'll never forget memories like that either. No, that's all you have yeah. is memories, I feel like, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the I day. I totally agree. Kind of jumping around, but you have a boyfriend now. However, in a lot of your songs, you talk about both men and women. Would you be willing to talk to us about your sexual identity? So <laughs>
2: here's the thing. I guess technically I'm bisexual or maybe pansexual. Um, I've had such a weird like, struggle with labeling my sexuality like my whole life um I had a girlfriend first when I was 15 that was like my first love um she absolutely shattered my heart as first loves do um and then when I went to college I sort of only dated women for like my whole early 20s um and then when I had sort of a bad breakup in 2014 I was like well, maybe like I like men and went down that road for a little bit. Australia so ambitious was part of that time. Um, and then when I moved to L.A., I sort of was experimenting with both. And a few of my female exes have now transitioned, um, uh, which is, you know, becomes an interesting part of my sexuality, I think. Um and then uh ended up in a serious relationship with a girl in 2018 who inspired the album Girl and sort of put me back in touch with my gayness. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um and then when we broke up I met uh my current boyfriend who definitely like made me think about like maybe I do like men. So I, don't, I honestly
0: can't tell you what I am. That's so fucking cool, though, because I relate so much to this because literally the same. I fell in love with a woman when I was 19 and didn't even plan to go that route. I just was... Yeah, I've always been yeah. open. My family's always been like, love whoever, love yourself, love... Love well, is love. Love is fucking love. And so I can tell yes. myself like relatively pansexual as well. But um, that kind of made me curious. Being somewhat queer has that ever been an issue for you and the music um, industry
2: absolutely uh I mean my first single was dusty which is you know talks about experimenting with sexuality and that is actually a real story wow um the song Dusty is a real story but uh tell us about yeah it. when uh <laughs> I have this friend and I had this friend in college who, you know, we liked to go out and party together, and maybe we like ended up in some hotel rooms and like. <laughs> but you'll never you say. Oh, <laughs> to be young in New York. You know? uh, I was to be young and on drugs in New York. Yes. Um. <laughs> but.
0: Uh, so sad yeah, of you.
2: I, <laughs> I know, right? It was inevitable. Um, but I was signed to a label when I put out Bestie and they were, they created uh, a lot of doubt for me about it, um, telling me that I couldn't just say like, oh, I'm gay. Cause I definitely what, had a girlfriend and, and thought that I was gay at the time. Um, so it became something that I thought I had to hide, I guess, but, you know, slowly just like... Figuring myself out in my career over the years Um, since 2016, I feel like I'm—I've just learned so much about, you know, all of that.
0: That's powerful. It is, and I feel like sometimes too, like being openly queer, or when I was actually dating a female musician as well, and we would go into bars—I mean, go into her promos and just be looked at differently—and that kind of shit sucks. Yeah. Because it's like, fuck you for judging me. I love and whatever I'm gonna do because I mean you're making money you're writing about you yeah you're writing about your real ass experiences
2: I mean yeah you're you're kind of like put in a category
0: yeah um
2: and I feel like it comes from I mean just there's like an element of like control that is lost when you're like i you know, for, for men like in power in the music industry who I've had experience with, I feel like being a strong female and being into women, you know, there's sort of like a loss of control. Like
0: you know. Mm-hmm. Or or they're like or they want to join. And you're like, fuck you, fuck yeah. that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get or the fuck out. Yeah.
2: Invitation? I, yeah. Either way it's this like entitlement. I guess.
1: And I've noticed just personally, like guys in the music industry and guys like this is not to categorize y'all at all. Y'all, you can tell we're from Oklahoma, (laughs) but I feel like they are almost intimidated and don't know how to take on a powerful woman or someone that's not afraid. Yes. It's not afraid to speak up and say, no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to portray me like this. I
2: felt like everybody else had a different vision than I did Mm. and it was never going to match up and I was never going to be this Katy Perry, very safe, down the middle, like artist. And I'm a big Katy Perry fan and I think she does what she does so fucking well. And she's an incredible artist and songwriter And I look up to her, but that's not me.
1: Yeah. I respect that. You got to protect that.
2: Yeah. And I felt just tired of trying to like fit that role. Um, And I needed to make my vision happen. Um, And now I have a team of people who is, you know, sees my vision, believes in it, supports it, challenges it when I'm you know taking something too far like have an idea that you know we might not be able to make happen because we are DIY you know like it's not like everyone around me is just like I don't know I just think I have the best team ever now and I can feel the difference between yeah and you had to go through shit to get here yeah I had to go through so so much shit and I I love I love talking to you guys by the way because I feel like I've never I've never really had a chance to like say all of this or like express all of this you know
0: yeah well honestly I mean be free we want to know we want to know it all <laughs> we, wanna, we want to to speak to those to those people who who do relate and who feel like they can't use their voice because I know what that's fucking like and it's not cool and it's so it like debilitates your creative process because. You're like, I, I know exactly what I want, but.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then you feel crazy. You're yes. like, wait, can I, can I
1: like, wait? But being crazy you is kind cool.
2: <laughs> it is yeah. so yeah. fun.
1: <laughs> I have a question. So okay. we're from Oklahoma. Okay. You have a song yeah. about Tulsa. What happened that night? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um so oh my gosh, here I go again. <laughs> go listen to
0: it if you haven't. Recklessly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um I have so many crazy love stories. Um so I meet this girl, it was a public relationship, so I'm just gonna say her name. Her name is Lauren. Um we went on tour together. We actually met because um we have mutual fans and she tweeted and was like, I need an opener for my tour. And all of my fans started tagging me and I replied and I was like, Oh, I'd love to open for you. So we meet immediately fall in love with her. Like oh. she's great. She's charismatic. She's so fun. She's a great artist. I have nothing but love for her. Um, But we fall in love. We go on tour together and just like through the whole tour, just like fall in love. Like it was crazy. Um, And Tulsa was actually our night off from playing a show. Um so we had like our first date like at the hotel restaurant. Oh,
0: oh my god, wait. So you <laughs> met Did you meet her the day that you opened for her?
2: No, we she lives in LA too. So we were okay. like, oh, well, we should just like get a drink and out. see how we vibe. Yeah, and it and I was like, oh shit, we vibe. Ooh, vibe. We really, really um, <laughs> um but yeah, I mean that was like an incredible experience. That was my first like big, like nationwide um, tour. It, it wasn't my first nationwide tour, but it was my first like really big tour, and um, it was so much fun.
0: I mean that's fucking awesome. I think that's everyone's <laughs> dream. So then, so then Tulsa was yeah. your night off. Did you explore Tulsa, or did you remember uh, any places the- that you went?
2: No, uh, we uh, were exploring
0: other things. Oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> so I I am very very openly supportive of cannabis, and that's something that we yeah. totally wanted to talk to you about as well. Because yeah, we love I love weed. I love smoking weed. It's my it's made my creative process become infinite. How often do you smoke? And how would you say it enhances your creative abilities? Um well I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> um
2: yeah, I smoke a lot. I actually I guess just are you high right weed. now? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit.
0: <laughs> We're about to do that next. <laughs>
2: um no, I actually discovered weed uh when I moved to LA. Obviously it's like, you know, great. There's beautiful marijuana out here. Um, But I went through like a pretty big period of depression and anxiety and just feeling super isolated. And um, I got my medical marijuana card and it really, really, really helped me with my mental health. Um, So that's sort of like when I fell in love with it. And then um, now I sort of more like recreationally smoke we smoked a lot of weed making my new record though god damn my producer benny <laughs> and i just like ooh, blowing trees you know <laughs> mm, wake and bake i'm a wake um, and baker so i get it <laughs> i will say though like on tour i don't smoke at all um just because of my voice and uh that's the biggest thing that i like to keep an eye on is as a singer like make sure that you know, my vocal health comes first. But other than that,
0: I think it's such an amazing plant. How has cannabis helped your mental health?
2: Yeah, I I was so depressed that, like, it was that kind of, like, can't get out of bed, like, depression. Um, and I was like, well, I might as well, like, smoke weed, you know. Um, and And didn't, I was just trying like any solution that i could um and you know i would smoke weed and then i would go outside and i would watch the sunset and then i would smoke weed and like go outside watch the sunset and then like take a walk and i started slowly just like getting myself back into the world that way um and then ended up like now i literally (laughs) <laughs> like rip a joint and go to Soul Cycle. It's how I lost like thirty five pounds. It's like smoking and like working out. When you're high, um, it's endless.
0: You can work out forever. It's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Um.
2: Obviously, I think like weed is different for everybody. Like everybody reacts differently to it. But for me, like it just really helps me like engage with um the world around me.
1: I love that. And didn't you recently dabble into shrooms? <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, no yeah. I mean <laughs> let's hear it. Yeah, I I mean I'm sort of like I'm trepidatious about psychedelics. Like I've never done acid. I feel like my own brain is like powerful enough on its own, you know. Um but just like struggling with everything that's going on right now and feeling really trapped and feeling really um despondent, I was like, I think I want to do a shroom trip, you know. Um did you have so any revelations? I did. Oh my Ooh. God. So me and like a small group of friends went to Big Bear. Uh we did the shrooms like in the middle of the woods, which was, you know, phenomenal. And I was laying there with in this patch of sunlight with like two of my female friends and we were listening to SZA And I was looking at the moon. And I just felt this, like, I can still feel it. It's like this really warm, like divine feminine energy. That's like wow. forgiving and like calm and like understanding. And I felt like safe and like playful and it was incredible. And it it got me like um, out of that trapped feeling. Yeah. Wow,
0: especially during quarantine, I think a lot of people yeah. for the first time are kind of I- experimenting with that kind of stuff, and and we support it. And, and I've never done acid. Mike, you've never done acid, right? I'm I'm literally like a narrow arrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like oh I like will try to color outside the lines, and then I'm like, whoa, who yeah. am I? Get it's back a, in it's there. A
0: mental thing. Like I feel like, I feel like doing it's sort of psychedelic. Like that's the only psychedelic I've ever done. Too, is shrooms, and it. Like, I love that you said you felt this feminine energy because mm-hmm. I feel like when you do natural psychedelics or even smoking weed, it's like you get... And I, I don't know. I'm I'm a naturalist in some sorts, mm-hmm. but it's like you kind of get to experience earth in a different way. Like, you get to connect yeah. and, you, and you get to realize that, hey, like, I can have balance if I maybe just slow down or, or appreciate silence. And- yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah,
2: I'm... I'm not going to like sit here and be like, don't do drugs. I'm a good girl. Like, you know, but I'm not going to sit here and be like waving a flag, like do all the drugs. I feel like intuitively you kind of know like what's, what's good for you. What might take you down a bad path? Like be safe, be with people that love you and you love and um, make sure your environment's, you know, healthy, like, Mm. You know, don't just, like, go off and do a bunch of drugs. I, just right. like, like fans No, do not do general.
1: that. No. Like, you know, like,
2: don't do drugs, but listen to your intuition and um, have fun with your life, no matter what.
0: And keep an <laughs> open mind. Like, yeah. That's the biggest exactly. thing. I think people put yes. limitations on themselves without even... Realizing with it. With judgment. Yeah. With, they put limitations on yeah. judgment because of other people's experiences or maybe because societal standards... And it's like, but what if that helps you? what if it mm-hmm. really helps you get out of your mental state yeah. into a better state where you can feel alive and that you know you can help the world and you can write and and so I don't know i I love I love that we're talking about this because I don't think that people understand that drugs right. yeah drugs drugs are drugs. okay, we get it <laughs> but but they're there for a reason and and mm-hmm. doing where you couldn't.
2: Um, yeah I mean ultimately like what I took away from my trip was that like playful feeling of like like I just bought a film camera because yeah. um, I'm like oh like I just want to start like seeing the world like taking pictures so I have my camera and I was like in the woods taking pictures not really like I mean usually when I'm in a creative mode I'm like you know editing myself mm-hmm. like really thinking about the song I'm writing and I just no, I didn't feel any of that or think about any of that. I was just really present wow. and felt like free. And maybe um, that's what you
1: needed. Yeah. In the- yeah.
2: I, yeah. yeah. And I still like, I wake up and I like meditate and I can sort of like, just, just think about what that felt like and, and reaccess that mm. feeling yeah. and then spread it, you Oof. know, like make sure that everybody that I talked to that day feels that from me. And I, I swear to God that makes a
0: difference. It does, it does, and especially if you allow it to be a positive influence. Um, yeah. Have Have you ever written um, while on shrooms? Or what is your writing process like?
2: Um, So doing shrooms and writing is not part of my writing process, but I have. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the quarantine, my boyfriend had some shrooms, uh, just like, had a stash of shrooms, and he, he was like should we like make shroom tea and I was like okay like I think it was literally like the third day of quarantine we were like uh we're it's time and he's uh an artist and a songwriter as well so um and has like a little setup in his apartment so we made shroom tea and then we wrote this song called keep it shiny which is um on my SoundCloud actually,
0: you can listen Ooh, to it. Go listen it to It
2: sounds that. a little, sounds a little streamy. Okay,
0: that's, you know? that's sick. <laughs> so you have some new music coming out too though. And yes. we're so fucking excited. Your singles, you. uh, That Bitch. Okay, let me tell you what. That Sizzy. Bitch, <laughs> God <laughs> damn. <laughs> we don't, we listen oh. to that song. It's like you, you put, you listen to that song and you walk out of the room a fucking badass. And so whoever's listening to this right now, go listen to That Bitch by Sissy Rocket. And you will
1: become that bitch. Like, I literally listened to it and I, like, (laughs) give myself a pep talk in the mirror and I'm like, eye to eye, you are that bitch.
0: Like, get out there.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. I love it.
0: Isn't it crazy that you have, like, you hear these stories about how your music, wherever you were when you were writing it in that moment and people across the world are playing it in their cars, you know, on the way to interviews or on their way to see someone for the first time since quarantine. Yeah. And, and, and personally, like, I'm, I'm relatively an introvert. And so I've been playing that song. I'm not kidding to, to make me feel more out of my comfort zone. Because I because your music that. is so it is so empowering because it's just so raw and authentic, and is that what um, is that what we're going to expect with the the new tunes?
2: Yes Yeep. yeah, that's a hundred percent I mean, just to like hear, that is so fulfilling to me because I wrote that like in my little on the floor of the apartment that I'm in now, just like. Oh feeling like i i need like i hope this feeling is real and i hope mm. that other people like also want to feel like this need a song like
1: this
0: um, relate to this you know we do we did
1: absolutely yes.
0: <laughs> all the time i woke up turn it Girl on and i'm like i'm that bitch let's go <laughs> <laughs> yes, i love it and roller skating came out last week right yes. last week yes
2: it's been incredible um I mean, the, the number one thing that keeps me going and sustains me is my connection to my fans. It's genuine. It's 100% just, like, love for each other and growing up with each other. And um, they, they're, like, one of us. Like, they understand, you know? And they... Mm-hmm inspire me every day they're like 16 year old like zine makers who like you know like they're just like the cool smart like dope girls who are gonna fucking change the world but roller skating has been great because I just feel a renewed sense of connection to them um they they respond strongly to my like more vulnerable work so I knew that uh the song was sort of gonna react that way and I'm just like so grateful.
0: All right, Sizzy, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank
2: you so much. Oh, I love gosh. this so much.
0: Where can we find you on socials?
2: Everywhere on all the socials. Oh, all the, the socials. <laughs> on all the socials. <laughs> yeah, everything is just Sizzy Rocket.
0: All right, you heard it at Sizzy Rocket. Check it out, people. Sizzy is <gasps> that bitch thank you. and shit, and the real yes. deal. Thank you for listening to our very first episode sizzy is the embodiment of a powerful woman in music and for us this is just the beginning
1: if you want to know more about sizzy check out some of our favorites from her that we didn't get a chance to talk about tequila in my blood real life tattoos the entire girl album and all of her punk sessions don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode every thursday of women and music